The contents of the lab report are meant for educational purposes only. They're not meant to be misconstrued as medical diagnosis or treatment advice. Thank you. Interesting inflection there. Today on the lab report, Nick Shaw. Founder and CEO of Renaissance Periodization. I kind of think about that group as like the fitness dream team. Wow. You know what I mean? Brain trust. The world of medicine can be challenging. Clinicians and patients are always looking for more options, more effective treatments, and in the end, more answers. Functional and integrative medicine focuses on addressing root causes of disease. Here at Genova Diagnostics, we've watched this field evolve and grow for over 35 years. We've not only adapted, we've led. Join us as we talk about functional medicine, laboratory testing, and optimizing health. Welcome to the Lab Report. When do you start game planning your Halloween costume? Oh, now. Really? Of course. This early? You gotta plan ahead. Where are you gonna be? A pilgrim. Hello! Hey, Michael Chapman. How I, are you? Oh, I, wow. I'm good. How are you, Patty Devers? I'm crushing it. Good to hear. Good well, to hear. What are you gonna be for Halloween this year? Uh, I don't know yet because it's July. <laughs> you gotta plan ahead. I'm telling you. Sounds start like thinking it. about it. That pilgrim costume is complex. Mm hmm. So uh, this is a podcast brought to you by Genova Diagnostics, where we talk about things like functional medicine, specialty lab testing, integrative therapeutics, and the like. And welcome, or maybe Hi. welcome back. Uh-huh. And by now you know the drill, right? Go Unless iTunes, Spotify, right? Rate, mm -hmm. review, download, share with your friends, leave a review, etc. Yeah, check out our Instagram page, at Genova Diagnostics. We've got a ton of awesome stuff there as well. Our team puts in a lot of work to put these awesome videos together for you check it out or you could just email us podcast at gdx.net yeah if you have feedback you want to let us know mm -hmm. something you like something you don't like all that stuff something broken we'll try and fix it kind of like the stuff on the wall here it's kind of broken things are falling off the walls it's true fun fact yeah if you hear more echo it's because of <laughs> our egg crates on the wall are slowly falling yeah. off one by one so first it was the plant which is still in rehabilitation thanks patty and the Sorry. ceo for helping out the plant and now we have panels falling off of the wall, and I tried to get some double-sided tape, which clearly did not work. But we are not here to talk about that. We are actually here That's to talk right. about something much more interesting. Nick Shaw is coming today. Yeah, so Nick Shaw is uh, CEO and founder of Renaissance Periodization. Are you familiar with this group? It's crazy. Dude, if you go to social media, oh, it's you go on their website, it's, people are all over this. And you, know, you might ask yourself, what is periodization? Do you know what that is, Michael? I, I assume it's something to do with time. <laughs> yeah. It's, in essence, changing your workout over time and your training to different volumes or intensities. Nailed to it. vary it up. Got it. But they don't just do training. They have PhD researchers. They have medical doctors. They make content. They have an app. It's amazing stuff over there. Yeah, they have several PhD researchers, including Nathan Jenkins, who we've talked oh, right. to before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's just they're very science-based, evidence-based in their approach to not only helping uh, elite athletes improve their performance, but also the everyday regular Joe Schmo like myself mm -hmm. uh, trying to lose weight and get fitter. So. Uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And without further ado, let's just ask him some questions. Hey, great news, Michael. I know. Nick I'm, Shaw I, is here. I know. I know. <laughs> and for those of you who are unfamiliar, Nick is the founder and CEO of Renaissance Periodization, a diet and fitness company founded on evidence-based practices to help members achieve their health, athletic performance, and physique goals. He is also co-host of the RP Strength Podcast with his wife and RP colleague, Glory Shaw. 
Himself a former competitive powerlifter and bodybuilder, Nick has also personally coached numerous world-class athletes, including CrossFit Games champions, international medalists, Olympians, UFC fighters, professional athletes, and Navy SEALs. Quite the list. Yeah. So everyone, Nick holds a <laughs> BA in sports management from the University of Michigan, where he helped establish a scholarship for undergraduate kinesiology students and from which he received the Early Career Achievement Award. And with that, welcome to the Lab Report, Thank Nick. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I'm sure you were far too kind with the bio. So thank <laughs> you for that. So, I mean, this is the funny thing because we've been following Renaissance Periodization and the company you founded has an extensive team of physical trainers, medical doctors, PhD researchers, dietitians. Uh, it kind of feels like it's a dream team, like you guys are, mm-hmm. are, are kind of piling it on. You're running up the score as far as all <laughs> the people that you have piling on the science. What part of that team makes, do you feel like makes your approach stand out among all the other coaching programs? Yeah. So, you know, they say, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're, you're doing it wrong, something like right. that. And, yeah. uh, I've, I've never had that issue at RP. So <laughs> I guess that means we're, we're on the right track, I suppose. Um, it, here's kind of how we started we knew that uh, there's a lot, of, honestly, we go back like a decade now. It seems mm. really crazy. Our view wow. has started almost a decade ago. Wow. Really, really crazy. But uh, there's a lot of people doing things. And again, we were in like the bodybuilding, powerlifting circles. But we saw a lot of people doing things that we weren't quite sure of really made sense. And we're like, oh, that seems really interesting. But they were, you know, they looked really great. They were really big and strong. So we're like, well, obviously they're doing some things right. But we kind of thought, and you know, my buddy, he had, he had already had his master's from Appalachian State, and he was he hadn't quite gone to get his PhD yet. But we thought we kind of had a few ideas as to what might work when it comes to you know how to lose fat, build muscle, all that good stuff. And so we were kind of thinking, well, what if you took people that could walk the walk, you know, look like athletes themselves, they look like they train and take it seriously. What if you combine that? with being able to talk the talk. So they have, you know, advanced degrees, PhDs, registered dietitians, stuff like that. And when you combine both, I think that really stands out because I'm sure you guys have seen this before. You might see some folks out there that, you know, they look the part, but if you like ask them where they went to school, they're oh, uh, yeah, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Or, and so, I mean, you know, that that's all fine, mm-hmm. but when you combine both, it really, I think, sets, you know, sets you apart. And that's what we've always tried to do at RP. I yeah. love that. I love that. And we know over at RP, you have various coaching options for general diet and training, and you also have elite physique programs. So how different is it working with professional athletes versus just the average Joe looking to optimize their health? Or are there things that overlap as far as general principles? Yeah, yeah. The general principles overlap a lot. Here's the good news for folks that are listening. They're like, well, you know, I don't want to be a world champion athlete. <laughs> you have a lot more flexibility. When you're just trying to lose a little bit of weight, you just want to look a little bit better, maybe you just want to get a little bit stronger, whatever, uh, you have a lot more flexibility because you know you don't have to time things so perfectly and you're not training for hours a day. Then you're maybe in the gym for 30, 60 minutes or something like that, or maybe you're not even in the gym, maybe you're just going for a walk. So I think you have a lot more flexibility. And, and honestly, that's probably the biggest thing that we've changed over time. Because when we really started getting serious, you know, 2013, 14, 15, we worked with a lot of athletes. And so we kind of, you know, when we first created our original diet templates, we thought that like the timing element was a little bit more important. Mm-hmm. You know, we were working with athletes that were in the gym for a couple hours a day and they, you know, wanted to compete at the highest level. So 
it kind of made sense. And then we launched our original diet templates, these really ugly Excel files way back in 2015. And we it kind of it expanded our reach of like folks that we were working with. And that was really interesting because a lot of the feedback that we got was, well, this is really cool. They work, but they're like a little, a little extreme, a little too rigid. And so we're like, huh, well, what if we're able to kind of make some of these little tweaks and, you know, hey, like, do you have to eat within 30 minutes after working out, for example? No, you don't. It's not going to make or break anything. You know, what if you want three meals a day versus, you know, five or six? Because usually more advanced people are going to eat a little more frequently. But it's like a lot of those things don't really matter. If you can kind of get the basics first, so you kind of cover your calorie balance and, you know, how many macros you need, your protein, carbs, and fats. If you get those bigger things first, smaller details like the timing, you know, what types of supplements and things like that really matter as much. So I think the good news for people that are listening is you have more flexibility and freedom. You don't have to be as rigid as you think that you might have to. Yeah. Makes sense. <clears throat> well, and that's interesting. It kind of leads me into this follow-up, you know, the whole calorie in calorie out model is, you know, it's, it's going through its own evolution and we're kind of understanding it's not the end all be all. And from a weight loss or maybe more importantly, a fat loss standpoint, I'm always wondering like that teetering point as far as caloric restriction, like at what point is caloric restriction doing me more disservice? How much do I need to understand it? And like, how do we work with that? So we're not slowing down metabolism, going into fasting state and, you know, getting that rebound effect from caloric restriction. What's your guys' approach with that? Uh, yeah, well, it's funny. There's, you know, there's nuance involved, right? Mm -hmm. So the funny thing about social media is people love to get in these camps of like all or nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's like calorie balance is everything. <laughs> right. And then other people are like, no, calorie balance doesn't matter at all. And it's right. like, okay, well, that's really tough. There's probably this middle ground here. And again, when you start looking at things from a bigger picture, evidence-based perspective, you know, that's why we have this pyramid approach that sort of lays out the priorities. So calorie balance is really important, mm -hmm. but it's not the only thing that matters, right? And we have to be able to balance that and, you know, have some nuance there. So yes, it is important. So, but if you're just eating for general health, well, how do we kind of help control for calories without having people be like so crazy, having to track every single thing that they eat? Well, guess what? A really good, easy way to do that just start making healthier food choices. Right. Less right. junk food, drink less soda. You know, if you're at a restaurant, you know, maybe you don't get like the the 40 ounce steak, like maybe you can get the, you know, eight ounce one, like, you know, little things like that. And you just make these little choices around food quality. And lo and behold, by default, you kind of control for calories. How, what, what's a really easy way to overeat calories? Well, you go out to eat, and you get some pizza and you know, maybe you're gonna drink a couple alcoholic beverages, all of a sudden you're at a couple thousand calories. Well, like what if you went to that same restaurant and you know, maybe got like a salad? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like something like that. So it doesn't have to be these crazy, crazy things, but that's these little tweaks that you can make and without having to really obsessively track calories, just make smarter food choices. And by default, you're gonna do that. Yeah. I always like to give the example, if you picture a plate, has some lean chicken breast and some rice and some broccoli and maybe some olive oil or something grizzled on it. Well, this entire plate of food maybe has what? 400 calories, maybe 500, depending on you know, how big the plate is. Then picture 500, of cal 500 calories from something like pizza. Right. Mm. You, get like one, you get like one slice of pizza. Right. And so you think, well, what, what's more filling? 
what's going to probably give you fewer cravings. You just look at it from that perspective and it's pretty easy to be like, oh, okay, well now I kind of see maybe I should make this choice instead of that choice. And that's a little bit easier way. Um, so I think that was the first part about the calorie balance you were talking about. The second part that I think is really, really important what you said too, is you can't get caught up with trying to restrict for too long because when that happens, like just think about dieting for more than a couple months. One, dieting is not fun. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a little bit stressful. And then at some point, right, if we know calorie balance is really important, well, if you keep restricting over time, you really have might get to the point where you're really, really low on calories, which isn't going to be good. It's not going to be fun. And when you really kind of go overboard, like you said, you might have a bigger rebound. So what we like to talk about is let's take a little bit longer term perspective here. Let's say you want to lose 50 pounds. That's a tremendous goal. I think that's awesome. But maybe instead of aiming to get that all at once here in a few months, maybe let's aim for 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. Do that for a few months. Take a little break. So one, you get to eat just a little bit more food. It's going to help give you a big psychological break. Do that for a couple months, and then come back and maybe do another diet phase. But again, that's really hard to kind of teach or show people because right. we're all caught up in that. <laughs> we want results yeah. now. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Well, you, you made a reference to this earlier, the the camps as it relates to diet, right, in, in, in the entire health industry. And we know that there are very people who are very rigid in their diet choices, like ketogenic, carnivore. What what are your thoughts on some of these diets? Like, do you have concerns with the ketogenic diet, for example? Sure. So I think what's really important is, so, I mean, we don't really tell people to do keto, but here's the thing, right? When we understand nuance, like there's a little bit more to it than yes or no. Mm-hmm. Keto is totally fine for a lot of people. And so I think the important thing to talk about is, well, let's talk about the good first. Then we can talk about maybe some Mm trade-offs. So the good that keto does, well, you're eating mostly good quality foods. So you're eating, you know, more protein and some healthy fats. Those are good choices. Those are all good. So you're going to be more, it's more satiating. It's more filling. Mm -hmm. So you're probably going to be less hungry for a lot of people. That's the main advantage of keto. You tend to be less hungry. So I think it's really important to talk about the good, sort of the same with carnivore. I would maybe have maybe a few more negatives with carnivore because they're not really big on eating fruits or veggies, which, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. may, maybe not, maybe not the best long-term choices. Um, but again, you know, eating lots of meat, you're going to be more filled. Mm-hmm. So are you going to have crazy cravings or you want to eat an entire pizza and donuts and all that? I don't know. Maybe not. There's again, lots of nuance here that we can talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe if you go so far to one extreme, you're not eating, you know, any carbs for some people that can backfire and you, you kind of restrict carbs for a really long time, well, that's all you can think about. Mm-hmm. So when you finally, quote unquote, end your diet, you just want to slam your face with as many carbs as you can. So that's when we start getting into some of these trade-offs. So I think the, each of them have a lot of good, but what we like to think about, again, we go back to that long-term perspective. A lot of people just can't do these things for a really long time, but if you help teach people how to make healthier food choices, talk a little bit more about balance. Now it's not as easy because it's not just black and white with these rules of, Hey, don't do this or do this. It's like, well, you can do this if you understand, you know, these priorities. So it takes a little bit more thinking, which sometimes, you know, can, can be a little tough there, but that's kind of how, what we like to talk about just a little bit more balance in the long term. Mm 
Yeah. Great. Great. Makes sense. Well, you guys, you have a downloadable app called the RP Diet Coach app to help track food intake and results. Can you tell us a little bit about the artificial intelligence used within that app and why it makes it different from other diet trackers that are out there? That's a perfect question. And I didn't, I didn't, I just want to say, I didn't, uh, I didn't ask you guys to ask these questions. <laughs> so uh, uh, the way you phrase that is really perfect. So here's the main thing about our app. It's not a tracker. It's really not. And there's, there's tons of good trackers out there. My fitness pal and probably, you know, a thousand more. Mm-hmm. The, the, so again, I want to talk about the good first. They are very good at helping people become aware of their food choices and kind of what's going into their body fantastic way to start. The flip side, the downside of that is they don't really give you any guidance. It's not like, well, what, what should I be eating in terms of foods? How much food do I need to eat? Well, like how much protein, how much carbs, how much fats, like what do I actually need here to get the results that I want? So where we come in, we're not just a tracker, it's more of a planning app. So again, we're gonna tell you exactly how much food you need to eat at every single meal, you go in, you pick your favorite foods and they'll sort of auto calculate it for you. So for example, it might say, Hey, for this meal, you need 30 grams of protein, 15 grams of fat, 25 grams of carbs. You go, all right, well, I'm really craving some salmon and you click salmon and it kind of pre-fills that as much as it can. Like, Oh, Hey, I, you know, I need a little bit more of this. So, uh, okay, well, I'm going to maybe put a little olive oil on my salmon. And then you're like, oh, well, I really like to have that with a big salad and go in and you know, click that. And it sort of pre-fills all that for you. So that's a cool thing. So if you think about it from the uh, proactive planning perspective versus what people tend to do with tracking apps is they'll go ahead and eat and then they have to kind of go back and go, oh, what did I have? And that's kind of a reactive tracker. And then what happens a lot of times, and I'm sure maybe you've heard of this before, but people get to the end of the day and they're like, oh, I've consumed all my protein for the day, but I have a lot of carbs left or a lot of fats. And they're like, well, you know, what do I do? Or, you know, vice versa. And then they're left, their entire dinner is, is like, you know, 50 grams worth of protein shake because they ate all their carbs and fats <laughs> earlier. So again, we just like that perspective of, hey, let's be more proactive. Let's plan things out because if people follow a bit more of a structured uh, program and they can help build those habits, they're going to be more likely to, to see better results over the long term. That's amazing. Yeah. That planning piece is the game changer. Yeah. I love that. That's but cool. the Renaissance Periodization website contains a ridiculous amount of content, oh, yeah. articles, blogs, more ebooks than we can list here. There's podcasts. And you actually wrote one of those ebooks called Fit for Success Lessons on Achievement and Leading Your Best Life, where you sort of delve into the mindset and work ethic piece of it. What are some takeaways from that book that might help any person looking to make a lifestyle change? Yeah. Whoa, man. Lots of unpack there. So there's seven habits in the book. We'll go into all seven, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I kind of like to focus on, let's say maybe the two or three that I think are the most important. Mm-hmm. Uh, one internal locus of control. That's basically just a fancy way of saying, just focus on the things that you can actually control and you have an impact over. Uh, I always like to use the example, what about the weather? We can't control that, unfortunately. Right. But so we shouldn't really stress out too much over the weather. But on the flip side of that, so let's say it's raining. Well, what could we do that we actually have some control over? Well, a rain jacket, umbrella, rain boots. Let's say if we have to drive somewhere, well, maybe we leave a little bit earlier because we know traffic's gonna be worse. I don't know about you guys, I live here in Charlotte and if it (laughs) rains, it seems like it takes twice as long to get anywhere. So 
you know, just little things like that. But when you when you focus on the things you actually have control over, it usually leads to better outcome. So that's one I think is really important. Um, two, I would say is the idea around failure. A lot of people are scared of failure. When you start talking to people that are successful and I don't care what it is, whether it's fitness, business, personal finances, et cetera, et cetera, you ask them how many times they failed or made mistakes. They're like, I don't know. Like I lost count years ago because I, you know, I make mistakes all the time. And so a lot of people are so afraid of failure that they don't take that action to get started in the first place. Cause I think, you know, they have to be perfect, but successful people tell you, they're like, well, you know, make mistakes all the time. You just kind of course correct hopefully don't do it again, learn from it, you just keep going. So I think that that's a really important one. And then maybe the last one, and honestly, I talked about this a little bit before, but it's really about your, uh, your, your time horizon. And when you can extend your time horizon out, well, lo and behold, you start to make better choices. When you have a little bit more delayed gratification, you can sort of put off your impulses right now, because that may not be what you want right now. And if you act on that, it might not be what's going to be the most or the best course of action for you three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, a couple of years from now. So I always like to say, extend that time horizon. You're probably going to make better choices. So those would probably be the three most important things. Great uh, from advice. The book. Great advice. Yeah, super interesting. And the, the delayed gratification part of it's so hard. And I feel like mm-hmm. we're in such a society now where it's becoming even harder because we're so trained with instant exactly. gratification that uh, exactly. just, it's just tricky to see that lens widen. But that's great advice. Um, totally. What? How can listeners sign up to work with your team if they're interested in uh, joining Renaissance Periodization? Well, so I guess it kind of depends on where someone's starting from. And I always like to say, you know, a great spot to start is start with a coach. Like hire a coach, especially if you're not really familiar with diet or training. That's a great way to start. But the flip side of that is not everyone can afford a coach, unfortunately, you know, I wish it were the case, but that's kind of why we designed our templates and apps. So you don't have to spend a couple hundred dollars a month. Mm -hmm. If you're someone that, you know, maybe can't afford coaching or you would just enjoy the more do-it-yourself approach, you just kind of like to learn as you go and do things on your own. We have templates and apps. So you can just go to our site and there's actually like a little quiz you can take. It'll ask you a few questions and it's going to recommend what's going to be best for you, which I think is pretty cool. So we spent some time building that out recently because we always have people at, you know, they're like, Hey, I, you know, I see your before and afters or, Hey, I saw your Instagram page. Like I'm really interested. What do I do now? And we're like, all right, well, you got to tell us about yourself first. And then, cause we're not going to make blanket recommendations for everyone. Right. So if you've never, you don't even know what a macro is. You're like, what's a macro? macroeconomics, like, no, <laughs> macronutrients, protein, right. carbon, fats. Like, I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that means. Well, again, maybe you start with coaching or maybe we have, you know, these things called simple diet templates. And it's kind of just look at some plate visuals. It's a little bit easier. Whereas if you're someone that comes in and go, I've been using my fitness pal for five years. I love tracking macros. They do it every day. Like, okay, cool. Maybe you'd want to use our app. But again, so it's not, we don't want to make blanket recommendations for everyone. Awesome. That's great. And we're going to encourage all of our listeners to go to your website, their Renaissance Periodization. I've seen all those before and after photos. They're amazing. And we're going to encourage them to listen to RP Strength Podcast and check out the RP Diet Coach app. But before we let you go, Nick, we do have one last question, which I'm going to kick to Michael. Oh, yeah. We also we always end with a ridiculous question that makes no sense why we're asking it. So the question I have is, um, how do you feel about karaoke? And if you enjoy karaoke, do you have a signature song? Uh, I probably have not done karaoke <laughs> in like a decade or so. Uh, 
people people could probably class classify me as more of like an introvert so i'm probably not the type that's yeah. going to be you know standing up in a club or bar or something doing karaoke <laughs> but uh i will say my my buddy dr mike who started rp with me uh, he'd probably have no problem getting up there and doing karaoke so and he probably picked the most ridiculous song you could imagine perfect <laughs> well, well we'll get some video of him then uh, oh boy yeah <laughs> Well, thanks so much for being with us, Nick. We're so grateful that you gave us your time. Oh, thanks so much for having me on. It was great chatting. I love chatting about all this stuff. So thank you so much. You know, Michael. Yes. I am fascinated by that RP Diet Coach app, mainly because of that whole artificial intelligence piece. And I want to. Yeah, I want to try it out. Yeah, and it's not like just tracking. It tells you what to eat to plan ahead, and it makes me start to question artificial intelligence in general. Like, should we be scared the machines are taking over? No, I think we need some help. Yeah, I honestly do. You think they're here to help us? Well, something has to be done. Like, for example, I had one of these diet tracker things, and then I Uh realized that half of my caloric intake for the day was used up in my coffees. (laughs) It was like 800 calories. And I was like, what are you talking about 800 calories with all the sugar and cream? And then I was like, that's just for one cup. I have like seven a day. And I was like, oh, God. So, no, I have the problem where I have the the diet tracker apps, and then I get to a point where I just stop putting in what I ate. I'm like, yeah, I'm not putting that in there. Not putting that in there. Yeah. Stop holding me accountable. I'll just stop. I'll, I'll withhold meals, diet tracker. I will not tell you. But it is fascinating what they're doing over there at Renaissance Periodization. It's totally. like it's like this total brain trust of evidence-based training, which is so unique in this space. Well, and if you look at who they're working with, I mean, we're talking about Navy SEALs, Olympians, UFC fighters, the best of the best, uh-huh. the top of the top. So yeah. you gotta you gotta be on the right side of science if you're working with these type of people, no right? No kidding. Yeah. So it's not just like Mark Wahlberg or something. What's wrong with Mark Wahlberg? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Next time on The Lab Report, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, he's going to come beat Michael up for picking on him. Wouldn't be my first celebrity shiner. <laughs> You've been listening to The Lab Report. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, rate us, and leave us a review. To learn more about Genova Diagnostics, visit our website at gdx.net. There you'll find information on specific testing, educational resources, and how to connect with our show. Call us at 1-800-522-4762 or email us at podcast at gdx.net. Have you had a celebrity shiner? No, of course not. I've had like virtually no brush-ups with celebrity. That's the most ridiculous word, celebrity shiner. It is stupid, but it makes me think of... It seems like celebrities occasionally have an issue with like not punching people. I think about like well, if Buzz you're Aldrin. What, what did he do? You know, there's that guy who like ran up to him and was like, "You faked the moon landing," and then you just <laughs> straight up punched him. Well, you've never done that, so you didn't have one celebrity shiner, let alone this from Mark Wahlberg. Yet. <laughs> <laughs>